When I say that personal branding is a proactive game in your career, this is somebody who truly gets it. And we were just laughing backstage because, listen, did we all come into business thinking that we had to have a personal brand and then magically knowing what that was going to be or even look like? No. Today we're going to demystify some of these topics and talk through what it takes to create an incredible personal brand that's not that hard to do but so, so important for your career. So, Kevin, thank you so much for being with me today, and welcome to the show despite lots of technical difficulties. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're tests, right, to see yes. how good we are, and we, we're here and we've made it. Yeah. I love being here. I, I have such great respect for everything that you do on LinkedIn, and I, you've got your brand together, and it is an evolution, right? It didn't just mm. happen. It didn't. One day you didn't just turn it on and it was all there and you knew exactly what to do. You you kind of build upon, right, and you see how people react and you see what makes sense. And there's things you learn over the time. Not everybody has the time to do that, right? Yeah. And so hopefully today we can give people some, some shortcuts into realizing, you know, what their brand really is and, and what it should be and maybe even what it is today. Uh, yeah. You know, and part of it is is realizing where we're not quite making it right. <laughs> before we can fix it and make it right. So very exactly. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank I'm so glad it. to have you here. Um, you know, before we move on, Kevin, can you tell everybody just a little bit about what your business is and what you do for other people? Absolutely. And, and basically my focus is organizational and personal branding. So helping organizations and people figure out what their message is and how do you get that across where your target audience is going to remember you and see you as the solution when the time comes, when their need is there, they think of Claire, right? That's what we want to do, and that's what we do with organizations and people. I love that, by the way, and it rhymes, so I might have to do it. <laughs> if the need is there, think of Claire. We'll come up with, we'll come up with one for you by the end of the show. I'm there sure. we go. But you know what's interesting is I find that, Many people jumped on LinkedIn, you know, in its inception 10, 15, you know, now almost 20 years ago, and it was this placeholder for a resume. And certainly in medical sales, which is, you know, most people who are listening to this podcast today are in some way in or related to the medical sales industry. And I'm sure at the time that you started your LinkedIn account, it was a friend told you about this social network where you could put your resume up and you could find out about jobs. Right? I mean, that's kind of how we all started. before, And that's LinkedIn, how LinkedIn started. Exactly. LinkedIn was just that. It was a, a place to put your profile. They called it a profile, but it's really a resume, right? Yeah. And then they had places you could find jobs. And, you know, that was LinkedIn. It was very, very simple. And that's when people always say, well, LinkedIn is the professional network for when you're looking for a job. Yep. Because that's where it started. But that's not where it is today. It's evolved. That's still going on. But that's only a small piece of it. 
And so that, that's what's kind of exciting. Oh, totally. And, you know, it brings to mind what you said. When, you know, LinkedIn is the place you go when you're looking for a job. And something that I learned early in my career, which was fraught with layoffs. So if anybody listening hasn't met me yet, um, I am a, now a medical sales career coach. But the reason I do this is because I had to start over after four layoffs. So proof's in the pudding. You know, it, it, layoffs are not the end, right? They're, they're in fact, very much they're the beginning. But mm-hmm. what I learned was if you just start looking for a job when you need one, you're already going to be sitting on your heels. So I think what's really neat about LinkedIn is if you really start getting into the ideas that Kevin and I are going to start talking about today, you'll realize that your career is always on. There's never really a time where you should sit back on your heels and just say, oh, I'm good, I'm good until, you know, I'll check in five years from now and then I'll get engaged again with my network. So can you share with us a little bit about your take and maybe what advice you would give somebody when they are looking at and making this trend, this mental transition from mm-hmm. this is where I go to post my resume every five years to this is where I actively, continually curate my career? What do you think about that? I, I think it's, it's direct on. I mean, it, there's no doubt. Um, I always – there's two terms I like, and one is brand land. Right? Okay. And that's where you're really going to you're going to shape the image of what people see of you to land. But land doesn't mean land the next job. It may mean land the next opportunity. It may mean land the next relationship. You know, so you want to brand the land, you know, and part of that is what not just what you're going to present on LinkedIn, but how you're going to interact on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And then the other component, and this is the beauty of LinkedIn, it's a networking site. And I believe fully that networking always beats not working. So if you constantly network, you never have to go find a job. The jobs find you. And you're already branded, right, to take that job on. It all fits together. So to me, those are critical components of really working LinkedIn so it works for you. And it doesn't take a lot of time every day to do that. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn all the time, but that's my business, right? And you're on there a lot. That's your business. But if you're just there to kind of bring in and kind of uh, expose your authority, right, your thought leadership, uh, and kind of develop that reputation, that doesn't take that much time on LinkedIn. And that's one of the greatest things about LinkedIn. There's a lot of opportunity to do that. It doesn't take a lot of time and effort, but you've got to be focused. If you're not focused in what values you bring to the table that they're looking for, and you're not then making sure that's out there in a memorable way, then you won't get the results from LinkedIn that it can provide you. Yeah. You know, something interesting today, so I like to go back to where you're talking about branding for your authority. Because Mm -hmm. when I was doing a LinkedIn room today, we're talking about LinkedIn and resumes with Virginia Franco and Kenneth Lang. If you guys have, you know, anybody listening here, definitely go follow those people as well as Kevin. Absolutely. Setting yourself right. And they – you know, we're receiving questions from the audience, and one was about the presence she should develop on LinkedIn. Well, I would argue that if you are on social media right now, you have a brand. Whether mm-hmm. or not you have gotten out in front of that message and been intentional about what you put out there in the world, if someone comes to your profile, they're going to see what they see, and that is your current brand. So can you walk us through, say, Say you've got a, a medical sales rep 
and mm-hmm. they have had their resume up there for a while. They have an updated thing, but they're looking to get more active on LinkedIn and develop this personal brand. What would you say to them who is just starting? What's the First of all, what's the first step they should take when they're overhauling their LinkedIn profile? And what's the you know, next I, step they should take toward a brand? And I, and I think, you know, the a big piece of this is – and in some way, LinkedIn created this problem, right? Mm-hmm. Because they made it so easy to create a profile. Mm-hmm. When you first start out, you can actually load your resume, and it will write your profile for you, right? It will yeah. put it together, parse it like an ATS does when you apply online. It puts it together and says, here is your profile. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a chronological dump of everything you've done. It doesn't tell the story of where you're going. And what you can bring to the table. And so that's the first mistake. And I I look at uh, LinkedIn and, and, you know, most of the branding that's out there, because you have a brand, as you said, no matter whether you've crafted it and focused it or not, you have one. And uh, I think right now most people have what I call a personal bland. And basically they, they have, again, thrown everything in the soup. Right. Because they thought, oh, they need to know this. They need to know that they need to. I'm going to throw this in. I'm going to put that there. And they throw it all together and they think that's my brand because that's everything I've done. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. people can't digest that. Not in the speed of digital. Right. They look at that and they go, this is a mess. I don't know where this individual is or where they're going or what the potential is. And so you really got to go back before you do anything on LinkedIn and look at that and say, what do I do well, right, that companies are, have high demand for, that I can also prove that in the process, and then that's how you're going to start building what is that brand. Now, there's an old adage out there that they, they say uh, your personal brand or your reputation is what people say when you're not in the room, mm-hmm. right? Well, you can leave that up to chance. That's personal blanding, right? <laughs> they can right. say whatever they want because they know me. That's right. not good. Right. You want, again, craft it, present it, make sure it's out there so that when you're not there, it's working for you. And that's what LinkedIn is because you're not on LinkedIn 24-7, 365 days, right? You're there part, part pieces of time, but LinkedIn is either working for you or working against you. So, oh, such a good point. Yeah. It's there whether or not you are present. And, and that's what um, people don't realize. And, you know, yeah. you, you go out there and you find people on LinkedIn, they might be asleep, right? <laughs> they might be at work. They're yeah. not magically right there, but you're getting an impression of them from what they've left for you to see. Yeah. Now, the profile is a piece of that, right? The other piece of that is is their engagement on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And LinkedIn looks at a profile as almost like a website, Right. Like if you think of Google, Google, if a website stays the same, Google moves it down in the rankings. Mm-hmm. If a website changes and adds value, Google moves it up in the rankings, right? So your profile, you don't really want to have to change the profile all the time. How you change it is how you engage on the platform. That is yeah. the change that LinkedIn says, hey, hey, Claire's got something going on here. We better make sure everybody else knows. Mm-hmm. And so the engagement is, is important. I usually suggest uh, find companies to follow and make sure you're actually following them 
Because believe it or not, if a recruiter is using talent solutions and they bring uh, uh, candidates up, the ones that are following the companies are at the top of the list. Ah, Because they say, you're already interested, right? So we're going to put you at the top of the list. Um, Mm -hmm. The other component of that, make contact within those companies. Doesn't matter if it's the receptionist all the way up to the CEO. Make as many contacts as you can within that organization because – when you do things on LinkedIn, they're going to get a little notice of that, of that process, right? You'll get a notice when they do things, and you can, you can jump in and engage in that process. But, again, the recruiters see that, you know, out of the five candidates, Claire's the only one with 25 connections within our company. Right. So right. she's going to be easy to get in here, and she's going to want to stay, and she's going to be a good hire. They make that assumption by your connectivity. Yes. Yeah. So true. As, um, as you're – you're building out that engagement, you want to keep it professional and focused on where you want to go. Some people forget that, right? They get out there and they berate instead of debate. There is a difference. You can debate. You don't berate, right? Yes, please. Uh, And you can also (laughs) agree. If it's not going anywhere, you can agree, right, that, hey, we just see things a little differently, and that's okay. I still like everything else you talk about, right? (laughs) You can do that. Yes. That's fine. People don't realize they can do that in social media. Um, instead, they get into what I call pig wrestling. I don't know if you've ever heard that, that <laughs> quote, uh, never wrestle with a pig, right? Uh-huh. Because the pigs enjoy it and everybody gets dirty. <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's a Mark Twain, but it's so true. So don't get in there and start mucking up your brand by arguing with people or calling them names or saying you're absolutely crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. That's not going to build a positive brand for you. Go yeah. in and add value. Now, that's such an excellent point. And I want to stop you there for a second because. Now, you know that's when, hard to do. I know, well, <laughs> hey, listen, I'll jump in. I'll jump in. But here, the reason why is because I don't want people to miss the finer points of what, Kevin, what you're sharing here. So, number one, you've got to get out in front of your message. So, the first step is probably getting your profile to a place where it's representing not just what you do, but what you're going after. So can mm-hmm. you break that apart a little bit to share, you know, when you're saying that to somebody, say you've got somebody who, like recently I had a client, um, one of my absolute favorites, and he is a brilliant salesperson and manager in biotech sales. But he also is really excited about counseling um, startups. Through, company, mm-hmm. through organizations like Lighthouse Industries that are just emerging and they're looking for advice on how to carry their product to commercialization. So in his case, would you say that he should focus more on his past experience or the experience he wants to go and grow next, which would be more of the VC and the counseling? And, again, it really depends on, on that person's goal, right? Yeah. What is the ultimate goal? And at the same time, if you are employed by an employer, you have to keep a balance, right? Yeah. You can't look like you're spending all your time over here promoting this other component. It's got to look like it's just, you know, a bit of your time. So when you post, you know, don't do it during business hours. You know, if they can't find you for two hours and then they realize on LinkedIn you just had a really great post go viral – (laughs) <laughs> you know, right? So be careful with questions. it. Yeah, be careful with it. If you want to yeah. do, let's say you want to host an audio event, 
You might ask the boss, you know, if I did this during the week because that's the best time at this time, could I take, you know, an hour off and host this event? And, hey, by the way, would you like to be there, too, because you've got great things to say, right? Oh, yes, so absolutely. Kind of make sure it's not going to conflict with your current job because too many people get involved in social media and doing it at times where they think they get away with it. It's so traceable. Everything you do on the Internet, right, never goes yes. away. Somebody can yes. see it, and somebody can start making assumptions, and you don't want to yes. be there. So plan it off business hours, do a lot of this stuff. Believe it or not, weekends are hot on LinkedIn. Yes, so if you have are. weekends off, you can get a lot of this branding out there, this thought leadership. You can do it on the weekends. Yes. And let's yeah. talk a little bit about the dark side of what can happen on social media as far as the trackable nature of things. So um, I had a client once a long time ago, and the reason she came to work with me was because she had made some comments on a post and her manager had seen those comments, didn't appreciate them, and then things sort of went south for her from there. So can we talk a little bit about maybe kind of the P's and Q's you want to mind or the kind of things you want to share in the comments and also the kind of things you'd want to avoid? Yeah. I, I, I use something I call the, the grandmother clause, right? Okay. If you wouldn't say it in front of your grandmother when she's within slapping distance, right, <laughs> don't say it on LinkedIn. So if right? it would offend your grandmother – I would say avoid it, you know, and that's in general. I mean, some grandmothers are different than others, but I would say in general, that's a good rule. Yeah. If you don't have that, that grandmother like that, find that individual that you want to be like and then do the same thing. Would they be offended if I said this? The other thing is there's always that uh, extra piece is, you know, is the squeeze worth the juice, right? Have you ever heard that term? So you can yeah. go out there and you can make statements. And maybe, you know, the statement's a really strong statement, but you're not going to get much from it. Why do it? Yeah. Especially yeah. if it hurts anybody or offends anybody, there's no reason for that, right? Because yeah. all that stuff collectively becomes the part of the brand that you can't control, you know, if you right. don't get it in control. So be real careful in that area. It's just like how, so in this case, so for all, for all of you um, – medical sales and pharma reps listening to this right now or watching this live right now. It's just the same way that you wouldn't sit in a doctor's office and, you know, get chatty about the doctor in front of the patient, right? You really do still have to have nice etiquette on LinkedIn. And here's the beauty of it. Of all the social platforms that I've ever been on, Kevin, and tell me if this resonates with you too, the, the one that has the most uplifting, inspirational uh, supportive content is LinkedIn, truly. And I mean, that goes for that goes for Twitter, that goes for Facebook. I mean, for as, for as much over there that you can find great groups, LinkedIn tends to have this vibe of business uh, still a little bit buttoned up, right? Mm -hmm. And it's very supportive. And have you it, found that too? Absolutely. Now it's it's getting yeah. a little more comfortable, mm -hmm. right? A little more personality, even. But it's still very business-like, and it's still very positive in its focus. So, yeah. you know, there are other platforms where you can write a lot of negative stuff, and it goes really well. It falls flat on LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, it'll have a small group. And I always say, you know, if, if that's the group you want and you just want to share your own misery, that's fine. <laughs> They'll find you, right? And you can there and sit there and share misery. It's uh -huh. not going to get someone to go, hey, 
that person be a great fit within our team. You know, yeah. and so you want to be careful. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, stay positive. But LinkedIn overall is it's got to be the most positive platform out there. And, and it is a social platform, no matter what people mm-hmm. call it. It is social media. It's maybe business social media. Yeah. So if somebody is just starting on to the posting part, so mm-hmm. they've got their profile together, they have now become comfortable engaging on others' content, right, which is which yeah. like, that's a great place to start. So Absolutely. don't think you're alone if you're uncomfortable posting content yet. You're not alone, especially in medical field. There are very few professionals who are leveraging this platform by being content creators. So it's a great opportunity, but if you're not quite there yet, um, say, say then start commenting. But say mm-hmm. you are and you're ready to start posting content. How do you, what would you say to somebody who's maybe new to creating content that can create content that is, one, going to go somewhere, going to get mm-hmm. seen, and two, is going to support their personal brand? And and those are those are perfect kind of pull pull together. Um, a couple of things, you know, there are always methods, right, of making content popular. Mm-hmm. You know, in that sense, um, you know, much like there is for writing articles in a newspaper headline. You know, if the headline doesn't yeah. grab anybody, nobody's going to read below, right? Yeah. Um, often, I'll even write my own uh, components. And sometimes the last line, I look at that and say, that's the best part, and I'll take it to the top right? uh-huh. and bring it back in. Um, so you always want to look at that. You want, you want to capture the interest of that audience. You want to speak to them in that sense. And that's whether you're writing it or you're shooting a video, um, all of that's there. So, you know, you, you definitely you've got to make it exciting. That first second of any content is going to determine whether anybody, you know, reads more, clicks see more, and then interacts with you. Now, mm-hmm. as you're doing this, any kind of content you're developing, you do want engagement, right? You want them to join the conversation. So you want to bring in questions. You know, does this work in your industry? Um, you know, I've heard of so-and-so is doing this. Have you heard that that works, right? Ask questions uh, and yeah. your content in that you know, ability to, you know, bring people in or say, hey, share what you're seeing, right? We're interested. What are you seeing? Tell us about it. And you bring those people in. At that point, when they comment, you want to nurture that conversation, right? You don't want to do what people do, and that's uh, kind of uh, post and ghost, right? You throw a post out there, you get 20 people commenting, and you don't get back to it till the next day. Well, you have just taken what could have been a – a really good uh, piece of content, and you have basically chopped off its reach. Because what LinkedIn is going to do is when you post something, no matter what it is, the responses that you get and how you cultivate those responses Mm -hmm. is going to tell LinkedIn whether that's quality content or not. Yep. And then they're going to expose it to a few more people. So they start with about 2% of your network. If that 2%, it's always your most active 2%. If that 2% likes it, they'll give it an out to like another 5%. If that 5% likes it, they'll give it out to 10%. If you just posted and ghosted, you wasted that first group. And people go through an effort. If they're, if they're adding value to your content, 
you've got to return that uh, appreciation and make sure that you're building on that. And that's also where you are going to find a lot of people that maybe you're not connected with that you're going to build that relationship with and you want to see, hey, you know, they were pretty smart. Claire had this great comment. Maybe I'll start following Claire now, mm-hmm. right, and add to her content. So this bit of reciprocity when you're developing out and you're nurturing, you want to spread that beyond your own content into their content. It helps them remember you, come back, and that kind of momentum builds. And that's really how things are done on LinkedIn. Other platforms really don't have those kind of gateways that you have to pass to move forward. LinkedIn does. And if you do it right, you'll have really strong, focused um, audience that will come back all the time for your content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like the old adage is true. People like to work with people they like. If mm-hmm. some things don't change, right? So just the act of investing the time to leave a well-thought comment on a creator's post that you're interested in, people are going to notice that. One, the creator is going to read every single one of those comments. I mean, until maybe they hit, like, a million followers and they've got a whole team behind <laughs> them, which I don't have. No. But I remember every single person who comments on my post, you better believe it, Kevin, I am grateful for them oh, and the time they took. Um, one question I have for you is how do you structure a thoughtful comment? There are three people on LinkedIn right now. You are among the three. That always that have a very specific way that you structure your content and your comments rather that I know you do strategically. So can you talk a little bit about the strategy behind what you have in every one of your comments? Because it's consistent every time you comment. Well, there are a few things. I guess you know one of the things is you want you want to absolutely thank them for adding value, right? Yeah. Um, I always sign off with uh, keep rocking LinkedIn. You know that's yeah. my hashtag. I sign off with that. People do follow the hashtag because of the sign-off, but it also helps it stand out visually, right? Um, But you definitely want to address what they've added into the conversation. And if you can, you build upon it, you complement it. uh, You might even add some more to it, um, especially if they have questions, because often I'll get questions in mind. And so you want to give them really a robust answer, not a yay, nay, maybe. You know, you give them what they want. Yeah. Uh, and often you'll find you'll you'll be saying sometimes the same thing quite often. So you can copy that, put it in a document, right, have it available. So, oh, they asked that. Let me go and pull that out. Here's the answer. You put it in there, and then you write it with a little bit of personality to that individual, and it becomes their, you know, uh, answer, right, uh, even yeah. though you're using reusing some components. Uh, but that's really important, and, and I do believe in – getting those done as quickly as you can, right? Respond to them as quickly as you can. Um, yeah. You can, you know, I also always um, mention, and when I say mention, all the other social media sites call that tagging, right? Mm-hmm. I also mention their name. So yeah. what that does is a couple things. People like to see their own name. It's like uh, uh, what they said, the, the sweetest sound is the sound of your own name, right? Yes. The, one of the sweetest sights, right, is your tagged <laughs> name. People love it, and they go, wow, yeah. that's cool. It helps them. It notifies them. But it also says, hey, I, I respect what you're doing for me and what you're doing in the community, and I'm going to, you know, put that in there, and I'm going to hot link it right back to you. 
there's just something really nice about it. And people do respond. People ask me, why do you do that all the time? That must take a lot of extra work. It's a microsecond to put that at sign in front of the name and, you know, click it and move it forward, and then it's hyperlinked. To me, that's that's a big piece of, of honoring. And I mean, I'm, how many LinkedIn messages would you ballpark that you get every day, Kevin? Whew. As far I as mean, comments, uh, or, no, or, just like messages and notifications, oh, hundreds ah. probably. Oh yeah, easy, yeah. easy, yeah. In messaging, so when, at least hundreds in messaging, hundreds in notifications. Mm-hmm. You get really fast at getting through a lot of it because a lot of it isn't all that important. You know, but yeah. the people are important. So to yeah. me, you know, when it when it's a, a person really needs something, then you want to get to those really quickly. If it's just, you know, random notifications and LinkedIn seems to do a great job of filling your box up with those. So and so like to post that you flipped right on by. <laughs> I know, I get this all the time too. Anonymous you person know. looked at your profile. Yes. <laughs> Why do I helpful. need to know that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, LinkedIn. I know. It's so funny. But, you know, honestly, I, I have to say one thing that's changed for me this year, and my husband, if he, if he were standing here with us during the bit of review, he'd laugh, is that, you know, a few years ago, if I would have said, oh, yeah, my friend from LinkedIn, he would have looked at me really sideways, <laughs> like, what do you mean your friend from LinkedIn? What do you, like, they work at LinkedIn? But in, I mean, very honestly, I have met some of the most wonderful oh, yeah. people. And the fact that we are chatting, like you and I, are, we mm-hmm. chatted three, four times just this last We've week. never met in person. Right. But truly, relationships yeah. are real on this platform. And so when I you have... take that time to invest in those people, I mean, it's it's that you do become friends. You well, do become and we have friends all over the world. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and you know what? If you showed up on their doorstep and said, I need a place to stay, uh-huh. They'd say, sure, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to sleep with the cat on the couch, but come on in. Get so make sure you've point. got Wi-Fi. Yeah, it gets to that point where they, you know, it is it is a real relationship yeah. if you cultivate it that way, right, and, and right. you respect it that way. And, and uh, that, to me, is just amazing that that can be done on LinkedIn. And it can be turned into opportunity, into business. And people don't realize that, that. They think, oh, that's just, you know, that's a loose. You've never met that person before. It's like I've been on LinkedIn since 2005. I've had people who come back to me 10 years later and say, I've been reading, you know, your your posts and and this and that and the other, and I want to do business with you, or I've got this opportunity, or I've got a friend that I'm going to refer to you. It's like, how do you refer anybody to me if we've never done anything? They're like, I already know you. And so it really is there. It does exist. And I think that's one of the, the greatest, shall we say, features of LinkedIn, is you can build those relationships, and, you know, they they do add value. Yes. And you know what? I think, uh, at least for those watching and listening to this podcast, if you're in medical sales, um, which I know I, I sound like a broken record, but I want you to know how <laughs> how very seriously this does actually apply to this particular industry. If you think about it. This is the first generation of physicians, decision makers, providers who grew up with this in their hands, okay? So it's, it, they are there. Your clients are on LinkedIn. And just like Kevin's saying, I mean, if you have some, if your presence is there, if your brand is not bland and it's on LinkedIn, if you've gotten ahead of your message and at least put your stake in, 
So if here I am, here's what I'm all about. People will find you, and people still want to work with people that they like. And so it's an, it's incredible to me how um, solid relationships can be built on LinkedIn and how many people are already checking you out before you even realize it. Just yesterday, I spoke with a woman who's been following me for two years, and we've <laughs> never spoken. I don't even think she's ever commented on a post of mine, but she felt like she knew me through my personal mm-hmm. branding. And I think that everybody has access to that. And it's not magic. It's stuff that you can learn every day from myself, from Kevin, from all Mm -hmm. kinds of Mm -hmm. people on LinkedIn who share so openly. So let me ask you this, and uh, before we wrap up here, Kevin, did you think you were going to go into business as a LinkedIn trainer, or did it find you for one reason or another? You know, I've, I've been doing LinkedIn training since 2005. Oh, wow. Okay. I started originally as, as a give back, right? I would go to groups that were meeting, uh, churches, uh, all sorts of places that, you know, they would have groups of four or 500 people, and I would teach them about LinkedIn and why it was important to have a LinkedIn profile and how do you make that work for you, you know, and there's all sorts of little extra little people call them hacks. I don't know what you want to call them, but there's all these little <laughs> extra angles that you can work that have great benefits. So I would do that. And what would normally happen is you've got this group of a couple hundred people and about three days later, somebody would call you and say, Hey, Kevin, this is so-and-so I was at, you know, blah, blah, blah at the meeting. And you said this, what did you mean by that? And I'm like, well, tell me a little more. Cause I'm not so sure you got the notes right. And then they would say basically, Hey, could you help me do this? And I'd say, yeah, okay, you know, let's do it. And, you know, I'd, sometimes I would charge, sometimes I wouldn't, depending on you know, the situation they were in, right? And ultimately, I started to do that as kind of like a weekend thing, an afternoon, you know, kind of thing. You know, it was like a, a side gig. And uh, there was a time in my life I was running my life. I was running the um, American Heart Association's uh, International Emergency Cardiovascular Care Unit. And I actually took them into 150 countries, built the offices in, um, in Hong Kong, in uh, United Arab Emirates, in Belgium, in um, Puerto Rico, to the wow. Latin America, hired all the people. I was traveling 80% of my month. I was home one weekend a month, and I was on the wrong side of the clock, right? Because <laughs> I'd been yeah. in for two weeks or whatever that was. And I said, you know what, we've got to stop. I've got to slow down. Life is moving too fast. I'm missing too much of what's going on with the kids. And my wife and I, we said, you know what, let's do something together. Let's build a business together. And you're doing all this stuff on LinkedIn, and she's been a writer for many, many years. And we said, let's, let's pull it all together and create a business. And so we did and haven't looked back. So it's been about uh, a little over 10 years. It's fantastic. You know, the, the opportunities that it – has afforded me and the flexibility and some of the time I was able to gain back and uh, a little less travel at a time when travel was getting a little dangerous <laughs> was appreciated as well. But sure. that's how it kind of evolved. I didn't know it was going to happen. You know, it started as a give back, became a little side gig, and then we decided this is so much, we're going to go ahead and do this. And, you know, throughout my career, I've probably had six pivots in my career where I decided I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something else. I was, you know, 
Fortune 50 with Sony for many, many years, and then into Sony Qualcomm. Left that to go to venture capital and was a VP in venture capital. You know, went into turnarounds, corporate turnarounds, you know, as, as a thing. And you, beauty of a turnaround, they're a lot of fun. They're like a startup, but there's an end to it. <laughs> like a lot of startups too. So right. <laughs> you ramp up, you spend a lot of time, and then you got to find the next one. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go into uh, this kind of Fortune 50 uh, nonprofit, which was American Heart Association, to turn around that division. And then I just said, I'm going to do it for myself. And so life is like that. But every pivot in my process, I've always been able to make the change because of the way I branded myself. Was to understand the values I had, what I could bring to the table with solutions, and then focus that marketing. And so anybody who wants to make that change, that's how you do it. And, you know, I've been able to prove it in my own career. I'm not just saying it works. <laughs> right? I've been able to actually make it work. And, and you know, that's different, I, I think. Uh, so that's, that's, I guess, what, uh, I don't know, that's the, the essence of it, right? Yes, yes, done. you did it. Done. You leveraged it, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and I, I completely resonate. When I was in the field and moving between companies, my clients would still call me, even if I wasn't still at the company where I originally was serving mm-hmm. them. And we call it going beyond the name tag because that's yeah. truly what your personal brand is all about. It's oh, all yeah. about who you are as a professional and the value you bring, whatever that through line is, despite – Whatever name tag you're wearing, that's your personal brand. And then once you learn to leverage that, the sky's the limit. And just like you have, you developed your business on it. You could pivot it where you needed to to let the right people know, hey, I'm open for business, and here's the kind of solution that I am ready to deliver you right now. So I love that you use this in your own life. And I love that you started a business with your wife. That's wonderful. (laughs) Not easy. It can be done. (laughs) It can be done. Well, Kevin, I cannot thank you enough for being here with us today. Thank you so much. And for everyone who is not already obsessed with your content and all the value you deliver like I am, where can they find you today? Uh, You can always find me on LinkedIn. My – LinkedIn URL is fairly easy. Like everybody else, it's linkedin.com slash in, right, slash president. And I set that up many years ago, and now I'm yeah. every time they search for who's the president of LinkedIn, I'm in the search results. So awesome. <laughs> I'm thinking one day they're going to take it away, but that's where you'll find me. Uh, so it's Kevin D., and I put the D in there, Turner, because there's a lot of other famous Kevin D.'s. And I don't want to get confused, so, you know, that is the other way to find me. And TNT Brand Strategist uh, is the company, so I'm loving it. Oh, well, thank you so much, you guys. If you want to tap into turning your personal brand into a personal brand and really harnessing the authority that you have in your career and how you can better serve people and connect with people socially because of it, Follow Kevin here. He will not steer you wrong. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of today's Medical Sales Leader, and we will see you next time. Thank you, Claire.